Welcome to Around the Keg, your one-stop shop for hot takes and cold beer, brought to you by Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch makes you feel like a man and smell like a champion. Save 20% off your first purchase of bar soaps, hair care, colognes, beard oils, and more with code DSQATKEG. That's DSQATKEG. Now let's pop the tab. I'm gonna tell you right now, if 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 we would have interviewed that dude, I probably I probably would have would have made him like leave. Let's it. let's do a mock interview. Imagine I'm Tate Martell. I mean, but, honestly, but more handsome. I mean, honestly, <laughs> the first question is gonna be is gotta be. So how tall are you, dude? Like what? Five six? I'm six <laughs> six five. You're like my height. So, so how does it feel to be on QB one and to do absolutely nothing? <laughs> dude, you, I would cry. You, you had as much success in college football that I did. Literally none, no success at all. I I, I probably comp- could have completed as many passes as he did. Yeah, you did. Did he complete a pass? I don't know. Yeah, if he completed did. like no. He he I played, he played like What's yeah. That? Ohio State expert. Ohio State expert against Rutgers. Against Rutgers, he had a complete oh, pass. Rutgers. He played pretty well against Rutgers. <laughs> And then transferred really to good. Miami. We played pretty good. In he was uh, okay. I, I knew <laughs> yeah, that. We played I, good I, against. Uh, I knew the dude was a bust. Whenever he, he saw Justin right? Fields coming in, and was like, "Nope, I want no part of that competition." Yeah, that's some. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. He said, "Don't, uh, don't swing and miss twice, right?" Yeah, don't. Then he then he lost his job, yeah, especially and, on the second time. And he week. and he swung and missed. And he didn't even swing. He just ran. <laughs> he, he uh, he he struck out looking. Yeah, if he to, asked for a DH. <laughs> to preface this whole conversation, we asked uh, Tate Martell to be on the podcast, and he said, what's the compensation? So No, he said, how much dope. did he ask for? He said, dope, dope, what's the compensation? So we are not interviewing Tate Martell today. So that's all he said was, how much is compensation? He didn't actually yeah. throw a number out there. Oh, so so first of all, it was... We look rich. It was a an, an message that yeah. we sent like two months ago, and then he randomly responded and said, hey, I just saw this. And we're like, hey... You think he's chasing a check? You like, think he's like still oh, crap, with, still a with like yeah, he's chasing a check? Yeah. Like uh, okay, man. Like we seen gas you, prices. When's the last time that you've been relevant? And why are you now like? Yeah, whatever. I'll be honest. I'm pretty confused because we have a Tate Martell looking man sitting on the couch right now. It's Matt. <laughs> it's it Matt. me. It Matt is me. skinny and with a backwards hat. He's got a frat hat on. <laughs> you might be more in shape than him right now. He's definitely I, more I, in shape. I, I, I probably am. I, I, you know, my let's... reply to Tate Martell would have been, "Who are you again?" <laughs> I bet Tate Martell looks like that uh, dude from Dodgeball. I forgot. What's that guy's name? Uh, not Lafleur. What's the uh, Ben Stiller? Oh, with the uh, yeah. oh my god, he was fat and then he got really skinny yeah. and then he loses the dodgeball tournament, so he gets really you're really fat again. Yeah, that's you're probably right. I don't know. I mean. Whatever, Tate Martell. You, it really is. I mean, what kind of interview do you do? So tell me about how sad your life is now that you have been a failure in college football. Not one school, not two schools, but three schools, and then it didn't end up at like Southern Mississippi Tech or something like that. Well, I told you this. I was thinking if he was like the nicest guy in the world, that story I might care more about. But since he's kind of a jerk, I'm like I no longer care that you failed three times. I think you guys are not giving him enough credit. We could have asked questions like, so how was beating up on Rutgers? <laughs> I was playing uh, slot receiver at Miami. We can ask the Wofford quarterback <laughs> for one the game. same question. Yeah. Well, what's next on this thing? What the the Braves? College World Series. College, College World, World Series. Series. College World Series. Yeah. So oh, so, so wait, Chicago wait, wait, White wait, Sox. Wait, wait. 
We're just going to completely skip over softball. I mean, well, we can talk about we softball. We can talk about softball. softball, softball. softball. Yeah. There's not much to talk about. Boomer Sooner. Man, Oklahoma, that girl, Jocelyn Alo. She's a beast. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you don't know, Oklahoma won again. Back to back. They, uh, I think they've won like four out of the last seven. Or something like that. I think they've and they've been to six of the they've last been years. to six of the last seven yeah. in twenty twenty not counting because of COVID. Unreal, unreal that the, the, the run that Oklahoma softball's on recently, and it's not even just like in the past six seven years. Like you can go back twenty years and they've been consistently making the College World Series and consistently relevant by going to like College World Series championship games. I know Alabama won it in twenty twelve and they beat Oklahoma in 2012 in the championship. So you're going back 10 years now of Oklahoma college softball relevancy and obviously being really good. Uh, We talked about this last year a little bit, but do you think that Oklahoma City being the site of college world's women's college world series, does that benefit them at all in recruiting? Well, I mean, I, I thought I thought you were gonna gonna say does it benefit them in terms of you know the game itself? I was gonna say no, uh, but in terms of recruiting, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I think it does because it isn't isn't it called Hall of Fame Stadium? It's that like that's where the softball Hall of Fame is or something? Yeah, I mean every it's like the pinnacle of softball because there is no professional softball league like right. or or widely spread one. So this is. For most girls that play softball, the peak of their career. They so were- I'm going to say yes and and no because let's just be honest. Oklahoma isn't the only juggernaut in softball. Arizona's been really good in the past couple of years. Tennessee is typically pretty good. Alabama's won one since you know the past several years. So I mean, yes and no. I think it, I think it gives them a little bit of benefit, but not enough to be a game changer to where it's it makes that big of a difference because because you like even Oklahoma State Oklahoma State has the same and they but but I mean they were there in the World Series this year too uh Alabama I think that they are at a weird point with their softball because Murph has been there for 26 years now uh he's only the second coach in program history the first coach was only there for two years but there's been a lot of girls that have transferred recently and then gone on like KB sides who was with Alabama last year, transferred to Arkansas this year. And she ended up being the sec player of the year. So <laughs> how do you know this? Dude, I, I, I do. I, what can I say? You I, I, always, you'll never cease to amaze me. You, the, the amount of things you guys, well, do. no, I mean, so like I actually do follow softball. Like to me, softball is really fun to watch. I, I follow softball. I follow college baseball. It's like, I mean, it, it's, I don't watch a lot of, college softball during the regular season but once the regionals start i really watch it a lot and then i follow a lot of I, I follow pat murphy on twitter so i always see like the alabama updates he's the head coach at alabama and then uh like i follow a lot of the players like montana fouts because she's she's like a really really wide known name in softball she almost made team usa uh so i i do keep up i i, I keep up with a lot of sports, you know. Not so why don't you have your own Alabama radio show? 
I, I should. They, Matt, I mean, they, they should. Matt in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 in the morning. yeah I mean, they should just. Matt at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> 4.30 in the morning in Tuscaloosa when, when, all the, when all the folks are staggering home from Galettes. They can listen to me uh, talk about non-revenue generating sports in Title IX sports. So that'll be it'll be it'll be a blast, a really good time. All right, everybody, let's oh. let's talk about Alabama swim and dive. I'll be honest, I watched zero softball this year. I really didn't even watch the College World Series, the Women's College World Series. Um, I watched a little bit of the championship, barely. I mean, I was at the beach, probably watched about three innings of the Oklahoma Texas game. I think Texas was up like one to zero or two to yeah, zero or something. One nothing. And then Oklahoma went up like eleven to two. They ended up so winning fifteen like, to one. <laughs> but I'll say this. I think the Oklahoma team we saw this year was the best women's college softball team of all time, and that's coming off of zero other knowledge that I have whatsoever because I <laughs> really don't watch a lot of softball. I've seen some pretty good teams. Florida was a pretty big juggernaut back when I actually paid yeah, attention. I was gonna, yeah, back, yeah, I forgot about Florida. Yeah, back in like 2012 to 2017, 18 maybe. Um, and then it was always SEC and Oklahoma. Uh, from what I remember. And then Michigan was usually pretty good too. But um, recently, I mean, it's been nothing but Oklahoma. They went 59-3 and three this year. That, I, I mean, they weren't even close with any team they played in the World Series. It's, I think it's hard to say they're not one of the best teams of all time, if not the best. I also want to point out how much the Big 12 is going to hurt when Texas and Oklahoma act, uh, finally leave. Yes. Oh, man, I didn't even think about the Obviously, the Texas and Oklahoma softball. were in the softball uh, college World Series. And in a couple of years, both those and uh, baseball and they're, too, they're baseball. both going yeah. to the baseball. Both in baseball. So those are two huge programs that are good at football, but they're also good at every other and basketball. They both athletic Madness, I think. program in, in in college sports. So it's going to be a huge loss for the Big Twelve once those two programs actually leave. And and if you look at the SEC from uh from that standpoint, the SEC as of this moment has four teams going to Omaha. They have a potential for a fifth. Uh, tonight when they play when Auburn plays Oregon State so they've got four teams in Omaha uh, or no they, I think they have three in one potential or the fourth potential would be Auburn they had Tennessee was but everyone had them as a shoe in to be there too uh, so that an opportunity for five teams in Omaha and crazy turn of events but baseball and then you look at softball and the uh, Super Regionals, you had Arkansas that was really good this year. Alabama hosted a regional ended up getting upset in softball. Uh, you have Florida who ended up going. I want to say that there was eight different SEC teams for softball that were either hosting regionals or uh, Super Regionals this year. Kentucky has turned it on, and they're really good. Tennessee's good. Missouri ended up being good out of nowhere. Arkansas's turned it around. Alabama's good. Adding Oklahoma and, and Texas to the mix and, and every sport is gonna be it's gonna be crazy. All right, Matt, I guess you want to go ahead and do your spiel about the College World Series. Oh go yeah. ahead and go ahead and take it away, man, because I'm I'm just gonna be up front with you hundred percent. I don't watch college baseball at all. You know what? I do. I'm in <laughs> so it. I, I, I you think two have I, at it. I crap on college baseball more than anybody from from the the beginning of this podcast till now. And I have had more fun watching the College World Series this year than I have pretty much any other sport besides football, of course. Um, it's the most and, un and tennis. What I can watch of tennis every year, and, and and this year I think it's gotten a little more exposure. Not really exposure, but more people were paying attention for longer because you've got 
Barstool has Ben Mintz, who has been posting a lot about uh, college baseball. But then you also had, at the beginning of this season, when the MLB was locked out, some people started focusing on college baseball for a little bit longer. And they were like, oh, this actually is a lot of fun. Because it, it for most of March, there was no Major League Baseball. And you had conference play starting for SEC and ACC, which is two really dominant leagues in, in baseball. And a lot of prospects you're seeing more and more that are going to become pros that are going into college and be, like created, like perfecting their craft there. Carter Holton, uh, left-handed starter for Vanderbilt. Uh, he was, got offered a lot of money to come out of the, in the draft last year in the second, third round. And he said, no, I just want to, I want to do what Kumar Rocker did. And you go from being a, late second early third round pick to a top three or four pick by the time you're a junior and you've only gained yourself money uh so you, you there's a lot of i think that that's helped out this year i've always been a big proponent but there's been multiple people this year even in the multi major media markets that are saying most underrated postseason of all the sports has got to be college baseball and i have been saying it for a while, and and wit. It sounds like you finally agree. Yeah, and honestly, I paid attention to it last year too, just because it was pretty crazy. Where you know there was a lot of stuff going on with COVID, and then NC State kind of made that little Cinderella like run, and then Mississippi State. I don't really know how highly ranked they were, but I feel like they weren't like a top three team or anything. Really, they were top seven. Top seven. I mean, yeah, they were top ten, but they weren't like number one. And then Arkansas was kind of like how Tennessee was supposed to be this year, where. They were kind of supposed to steamroll over everybody, and then they lost kind of earlier. They they went out before the Omaha, right? Uh, yeah. So they got beat. Th- by this State, is the right? third consecutive year that the number one overall seed has not even made it and to that's Omaha. What's so crazy about college baseball too is it's you know in college football or college football usually whoever's number one is going to at least make the national championship depending on why they're number one and da 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 da. I think there's only been one year so far that number one hasn't made it. That was when Alabama lost to Ohio State in 2014. Right. And um, and then basketball, usually number one makes it pretty deep, you know, at least Elite Eight, uh, besides the one year where Virginia got beat by whoever that was. UMBC. <laughs> U- University of Michigan. How are you going to throw it out and not do the 16. team? With be- I can't remember. On, I don't know. It was UMBC. They actually made a pretty good run, too, didn't they? Go they retrievers. Next round. They, they lost in the second round, but yeah. they, but it was a <laughs> close, but it was a close game. Yeah, but either, but either way, like, you, you understand what I'm saying. It's. So, I mean, college softball, Oklahoma steamrolled everybody. They were the one seed. College baseball, like you said, the last three years, number one seed has lost before even getting to the Elite Eight, which is for baseball it's and for softball, it's, you know, the World Series. Right. So, very interesting. Um, like I said, I watched it a little bit last year. The only reason I really wanted to get into it this year is because Georgia was in it, and Georgia was pretty good. It kind of struggled down the stretch. And Georgia Southern hosted a regional. Georgia Southern was the 16th seed. Uh, we actually talked about going for the regional, and I, I don't think any of us ended up going. They did fairly well. Yeah, they did well. They they pushed Notre Dame uh, pretty tightly. And honestly, I think if we would have won that game, I think we would have won the region. And, I mean, I don't know if we would have beaten Tennessee or not, but I don't think Our pitching so. was pretty bad. I, the, the, pro, the, the thing with Notre Dame, and, and when I saw the regional draw that Southern got, one, they had Texas Tech, who has – Hosted a regional the last five years and been to Omaha two or three times in that stretch. Uh, so that was like, all right, well, you know, we're getting them. And then Notre Dame, who last year went to a game three in the Starkville Super Regional against Mississippi State, who was the ultimate national, cha- eventual national champion, uh, and and they lost there. So to me, it was it was really 
I didn't love the draw that Southern got just because I knew I knew that Notre Dame was going to be tough. Um and I knew that Texas Tech would be tough. Unfortunately for Southern, Notre Dame's gone on a run, but it just shows you in college baseball. I think sometimes there's a lot of programs because there's only like eight program baseball programs in the entire country that make money off of baseball. Like most of them are in the negative. Uh, even a lot of SEC programs. Vanderbilt pretty much breaks even every year. They might make a little bit. Uh, Ole Miss makes money. LSU makes money. Florida loses about a million dollars a year in baseball. Uh, you just don't have a lot of programs that get buy-in. You don't have a lot of schools that make get a lot of attendance. Uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State being two of the outliers. like They make money for their programs. But I don't think people realize how hard it is to make Omaha. And they see all these other teams make it year in and year out, and you have schools like Ole Miss that have considered firing their coach. And at one point this year, Mike Bianco was a goner. Like, And it, it was pretty much a well-known fact that at the end of the season, Mike Bianco is going to be fired because he came into the year returning pretty much everyone from last year's team who was a game away from Omaha. And they ended up being the 64th team in, the last team selected in the tournament, went to Miami, won that regional, went to the Super Regional at Southern Miss, swept it. So now they're in Omaha this year, and they're not going to fire their head coach. And you've got Tennessee, who went a whopping 53-9 and on the season and will be missing Omaha. And that's including postseason, including their two losses in their Super Regionals, 53-9. and And they're not going to be – they're not going to have a chance at a, at a championship because they blew it. And honestly – Let's start there with Tennessee because they were the bad boys. Everyone everyone hated them. Everyone was rooting against them for the most part. Uh, I know that there was a few people that were pulling for them. But overall, Tennessee was hated by most people. You had the Georgia Tech game where they hit a deep fly ball to center field and he's shooting a bird round in first base to the outfield. And it's like, like that was who Tennessee was all year long. They would celebrate. They hit a home run. They throw on the, the fur coat and the daddy hat. And then Alabama beats them in game one of the series, and they were complaining like, oh, Alabama was celebrating because they beat us. Well, hell yeah, that's what teams do when they win. They celebrate. What do you expect? I hated Tennessee all year. I know. Wit, what, uh, I think you always hate Tennessee. I will always hate Tennessee, but I hated Tennessee this year in baseball. Just a little bit more. I mean, honestly, I was cheering for them, uh, mostly just because you know I lived in Tennessee the last two years. I know a lot of people that went to the University of Tennessee. My old boss, who I worked for, is a huge Tennessee fan. And although I like talking crap to him, he I, I do want his teams to do well typically. Um, but honestly, like I didn't watch, you know, I didn't watch college baseball all year, so I didn't know the identity of the team. Honestly, I didn't even watch a game from Tennessee until they played Georgia Tech in the Super Regional. So I didn't really know how they were. I was disappointed that they lost to Notre Dame, but I think Notre Dame is a pretty dang good team. And honestly, I just think they deserve what they're getting. They have really, really solid pitching. I mean, and you saw that from the Georgia Southern game because Georgia Southern has just dreadful pitching and we could not keep up with what they had. Um, but yeah, honestly, I've enjoyed it. I think the uh, College World Series in Omaha is going to be really good, whether Auburn or Oregon State make it uh, from the last game. Um, I think Stanford just clinched theirs. Right? They did. Yep. Yeah, Stanford's in. I, I I think I've got Oregon State. I had projected them to, to beat Auburn and go in. But if one thing that didn't get talked about in that, Auburn's hotel is 62 miles from Corvallis. 
Why? Why? <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm assuming that with everybody coming into town, they all booked up the hotel. I, I really don't I don't know. I, I just know that Auburn was having to take a 62 mile bus ride from their hotel to the stadium. And so after they won game one, it was like, hey, we had all this adversity come against us and and look, we can still we're one game away from shooting them a middle finger and going and going to Omaha, which I mean, deep down obviously I don't want Auburn to win, but uh it's two to one in the top of the third. Auburn's actually up right now. Um but but I have Oregon State. I, I think Oregon State's gonna Oregon State's a program that it never matters how good or bad they are. One that gets to this time of year, they're like Vanderbilt. Like they, they just, they, they've got it. And there's been, there were several years in a row where they would go to the championship and lose game one and then win the next two. I think they won two or three in a row. I know they beat North Carolina two years in a row. So, enough about Omaha. I would suggest y'all, uh, y'all watch it. It starts next Friday. I will be actually watching it on a cruise ship. So, uh, I'll have to be keeping up from afar with no social media, no anything like that. So it's going to be it'll be interesting. But the Rebs made it, so that's exciting. And, uh, yeah, College World Series, check it out. Good I'll stuff. be honest, man, I think it'll be fun, but it will not be as fun as the 11-game win streak the Atlanta Braves have gone. Since being under 500 to start the year, honestly, I was a little disappointed. Matt Olson really wasn't playing super well. Austin Riley... Most of our stars, besides Ronald Acuna, once he came back, really struggled to start the year. We brought up Michael Harris the second. He's been phenomenal. Uh, Ronald Acuna is back at the top of the lineup. He's been unbelievable. We got Austin Riley's hitting better. We got Dansby hitting second. He's start, starting to turn it on. Uh, we got Ozuna almost out of the lineup, which is fantastic. Well, let we me, honestly need to cut that guy. Let me ask you all this question. Is there a more irrational fan base in in Absolutely Major League Baseball not. than the Atlanta Braves? No. <laughs> well, I've talked about it. All the fan group, everybody's talking trash. Dude, trade Tom, Dansby, Tom clean house. Talk on Facebook all season has been trade Dansby. Let's go get rid of Matt Olson. He sucks. Ryan Snickers, the worst man. Should have traded Austin Riley two years ago. It's like, dude, we just won a World Series yes. last year. And now year. if you check, yes. we're on an 11-game win streak, and they all flip. See, I knew we should have kept And it's Dansby. not like, it's we, like we were, yeah, we've yeah. been second in the division the whole season, too. It's not like we've been last. The, the most annoying thing about those groups is it's, where are all the Dansby naysayers at now? I thought y'all were out and about earlier this year, and it's like, okay, wait a second. Like, hey, can we all please, and I remember thinking of this at the time, like, can we all just take a step back and realize that this is a long season? Like they play 162 games. Yeah. Through. Yeah. Like we're, we're not anywhere near halfway through. The Mets are beaten and battered and they're all injured. They're, I, I still think the Mets are a very good team. And I think that they're a different team than they are last year. So it's important that the Braves started winning now, but the Phillies have gotten hot. The Braves are hot. At least we're not the Angels. At least we're not the Angels. Hey, did you see that? Uh, so they fired Joe Madden, right? And he cuts his hair into a to a to a mohawk to to celebrate them winning, but he doesn't get the chance to actually show the team because he was fired. He got fired. <laughs> yeah, fired. It, it, you know, well, he's sucks. just sitting at home with a mohawk right now. <laughs> Since they've been on a nine game win streak, yeah, just or, just can you? Well, not, and they just lost. But yeah. can you imagine? Like you go to work that morning and you told your wife, like, oh yeah, you know, I'm shaving my head into a mohawk. Got this guy, great plan. The, the, the guys are gonna the guys are gonna be juiced about it. You get to the office that morning, 
You get called into uh, the, the GM's office. You're fired. You don't get to show the guys your mohawk. And now you've got to ride home back, back to your wife at 68 years old with a mohawk. I would have just shaved it bald right in the car. Right in the parking lot. <laughs> right in the car. Right in the parking lot. <laughs> shaved it bald. I'd have gone to like, like a little uh, fire hydrant or something, a faucet, turn it on, shaved it, and drove on home. Uh, I mean, that was, it didn't work out, depressing. honey. Which it's, it's, it is... See the the thing that I don't understand though with baseball, like there, Joe Girardi got fired for the Phillies like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and then they went on a win streak, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, see, it was obviously his fault." But if you look at the Phillies' schedule right before they went on a win streak, they played the Yankees, they played the Dodgers, they played the Mets, and they went three and seven against three of the top four teams in baseball right now. They went three and seven, which is kind of to be you know. So expected, but the Phillies got off to a slow start like the Braves. They fired Joe Girardi and then they won like eight or nine in a row. And everyone's like, see, it was his. No, 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 no. Like in baseball, especially at the major league level, the managers aren't really doing that much for being honest. Like they make the, the decisions with the bullpen, but there's not a lot of coaching decisions that can be made that cost you or a, a bad game completely. Like they had like three blown saves. He's not out there making the pitches. He brings the dude in and the dude throws a ball down the middle and he gets hit 500 feet. Joe Girardi had no influence on that whatsoever other than saying, Hey, this is our closer and we're bringing our closer in. I would say baseball is probably the number one sport where it does not really matter who is the manager of your team. I think it matters in the sense of your pitching rotation more than anything. That's probably it, right? I mean, like, and you, you got to fill out the lineup every week. You got to make sure you have the guys in the right spots. I, I will say there's a there's an element to it that is like, I almost feel like you have to make sure that everybody's happy. Like you're trying to create a workplace culture where everyone comes in and they're happy. Yep. And like a manager. Well, right. Like, 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 just, just like, I mean, you know, it, when you go to work, you. You want to work for somebody that you like, and really, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I mean, I actually prefer working for people I hate. Really, you know that that's that's unfortunate. Wit, like I I feel the opposite about like Tony Larusa. Like I feel like Tony Larusa needs to be fired. I feel like the White Sox are just holding on to him for for like what reason at this point? Doesn't that guy have like eight DUIs? Oh yeah, he just got one like a couple years ago. He does have multiple DUIs. (laughs) I mean, I I know. I I I feel like you'd be in jail for a while. I don't know if he has eight, but he definitely has. I mean, I'm sure that he had some that were swept under the rug back in like the the 80s when he was the manager of the A's. He tried to get out of it the last one he got right when he got hired by the White Sox. Yeah, that wasn't me. (laughs) No, he goes. Do you know who I am? I'm Tony Larusa. He like showed off it. Apparently, like showed off his season. You want a beer? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But but the the thing is, is like the other day, I don't know if y'all were watching, they were playing the Dodgers. He gets in a one-two count. His pitcher gets in a one-two count against Trey Turner. It's a lefty-righty matchup. And he decides, in a one-two count, nope, it's time that we intentionally walk this. We intentionally walk Trey Turner. Max Muncy comes up and hits a two-run homer, and the the Dodgers win. And it was like, why in a one-two count? Well, if you're going to walk him, at least walk him from the get-go because then you don't have to do any explaining. Like, hey, it was a lefty-righty matchup. I yep. wanted the lefty But look, Tony LaRusso's like 97 years old. Sometimes you got to stare at it and just go, wait. 
<laughs> and then, but then Do you it, call potential walk. Then you had the you had the situation uh, with the was it Luis Robert a couple years ago that that he hits the he hits the three zero home run, and Tony Larusa benches him for it, and then he gets sent down to the minors oh, because of it. It was Tony Larusa the one that was the one that did that. So like I feel like the White Sox are severely underperforming this year. Uh, if there was a guy that needs to be gone, I, I feel like. Feel like I, I mean, and I'm not a White Sox fan. I have no skin in that fight, but I just feel like that would be a that would be a guy that'd be like, yeah, I think it's time for for Tony Larusa to go. Did the Red Sox get a new manager recently? Or? So they, the the Red Sox had Alex Cora was their manager back when they won the World Series in 2018. They released the whole scandal about the Astros, and he was the bench coach for the Astros when all that went down, so the Red Sox fired him. And then after he was gone for a year and his year suspension, the Red Sox fired their manager and hired Alex Cora back. Alex Cora is the manager. So Alex Cora is the manager again. I was say, I feel like the Red Sox have been kind of underachieving so far. Uh, Obviously, it's still early. but Well, a little bit, but uh, if you look at the Red Sox, Trevor Story hasn't been playing well. They just paid him a, a boatload of money. And they actually have been doing well recently. They went on a win streak, not 11 games like the Braves have. What is but, he playing? Second base? Uh, third. Where's Rafael? No, no, he is playing second. He is playing second because Devers is playing uh, yeah, third. Bogart's, Bogart's at short and Story's at second, and he's DH'd a couple of times this year, I think. Hmm. But they need, but, and that's going to be an interesting situation because earlier this year, even when Dansby when Dansby was struggling, and I still think this because of the public flirtation with Carlos Correa that uh, the AA had, I think Xander Bogart's is going to be the shortstop of the Atlanta Braves next year. Oh. Really? After how Dansby's playing right now? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do, and and I said I I put this in our group, and it wasn't because Dansby's struggling, but I don't know if y'all heard, but like this off season when Carlos Correa was a free agent, AA had reached out to Carlos Correa's people about a contract, and he's not going to play third because Austin Riley's at third, and Dansby's not moving to second because Ozzy's at second. So, I think that that public flirtation with Correa. Shows DH? That 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 <laughs> he's not DH and he's too he's too good defensively to DH. So to me, that shows that AA didn't have the total faith in Dansby. And if you compare apples and apples, would you rather have Xander Bogarts or Dansby Swanson? And the the Braves fan in me wants to say Dansby because like obviously the Marietta like, boy, like you want the you want that. the hometown kid and you want him to do well and be a brave for life. But the GM, I mean, we saw what happened with Freddie. AA is not gonna play the the Lonesome Hearts Club band. He wants to, he wants to win. So I I still think that Xander Bogarts and so to me the Red Sox make I say that to say I think the Red Sox making that move for Trevor Story means that Xander Bogarts is probably out after this year. And uh, you know, where he goes, who knows? All right, well, it's enough about baseball. I don't watch enough baseball to be fluent like you guys but i watch enough golf to be fluent all right so this is where i get another beer <clears throat> did you guys did you guys watch any any of that liv i watched i did oh. i actually did was that on tv it no, was it, it was, was, on it was streamed on youtube oh. streamed on it YouTube. was streaming on youtube see if they had that on like an actual channel on tv i probably would they just started this is their they, first but see, here's the, no but still they, they don't have the sponsorship you money they don't have the sponsorship <laughs> they, they don't have money they don't have the tv deal yet that that's the thing and i don't think they're gonna get the tv deal until they get the viewership and the buy-in and a lot of people are comparing this to the the usfl and the xfl and leagues like that where they're like oh they, this isn't gonna it's gonna crash and burn 
crash and burn. But Charles Schwartzel made more winning that one tournament than like his career earnings with the PGA. Then he made like four million dollars. Yeah, four million to win one tournament. And he ah, where do we know where all this money's coming from? All right, so the P- the, the PGA commissioner said it best yesterday on the final round. He was like, "Do you have to apologize for being on the PGA tour?" No. But some people are ha- are having to, you know. Well, let's not act like the PGA is some super progressive well, league either. But, but, I mean, but, like, but you know on, what I mean. You come, know what I mean. Though. I mean, I, you know what I, I mean. I get it. But the only reason that people like, I feel like the PGA is the one that made it a big deal about yeah, joining most the definitely. Lip tour. And that, like, if otherwise, had all these golfers come out and been like, "Yeah, I'm going to the Live Tour," and say that that. Phil Mickelson wasn't involved in like the the bigger names had their names had never come up in it. If you if you if someone told you, hey, Charles Schwartzel's going to play on the Live Tour, do you think anyone would have cared who where the money no. was coming from? And and I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't care. I really don't care that Phil's over there. Yeah. Don't care that uh what what's dude's name? Uh, Bryson DeChambeau Bryson and Patrick, 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 Patrick Reed. Reed. Yeah. I don't care. I I really don't care. I watched a couple ra- a couple holes of it. I was like, okay, and you see what this is Y'all about. Y'all it's kind of the douchier guys that are going to the live tour. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the slimier guy. Like, but it's uh, but it's also kind of it, known as like a like kind of an. It's ass. it's those guys and the guys that need money. Yeah, and like like, like if you Schwartzel. like Charles Schwartzel, or guys and, and two majors, but he. Yeah. But but you're looking at guys like that that Charles Schwartzel in one tournament made like his career PGA earnings. Plus the signing bonuses that they were throwing around at these guys for coming over, like Tiger Woods turned down high nine, nine figures, meaning like he he would have been beyond a billionaire. Mm-hmm. I I don't know I I don't knock it for the guys that went. I I I, I personally like look. I think it's slimy. I, think I it's also a slimy, but it, but I get it. Yeah, I, I mean it. I also don't understand how 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 it's like how they run the tournament, you know. So they they draft players and they're on a team. They play fifty two holes. It's a shotgun start. There's no cuts. And I, I guess the best total sc- the best total low score of, of that team is the one that wins the the tournament. Is, is that how it works? I I don't really know all the rules because it is different. And like I know that there was it's freaking stupid. That's it, what it, it is. It, it's 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 weird. I. I think it's like match play at parts too. Like there's, I, I don't know if, the, if this is the, like, but I feel like they they draft the teams each week, it, and I, I don't know. They're kind of trying to make it like teams, but it's an individual sport. So like the team wins or whatever. So like Phil had a draft where he and it was a snake draft. So they like drafted their players for each, like Dustin Johnson. Like it's definitely the slimier guys, but also if you look at it like. Like Brooks Kepka's brother, who never was on the PGA tour, uh, he's he's just kind of floated around on like the Corn Ferry tour and stuff like that. Like he's playing on in, in in this league, and it's like guys like that that are like if you think about it, and you take out like where the money's coming from or whatever. If someone comes up to you and offers you offers you millions of dollars to play golf, and you've been like a, a marginal golfer your whole career, and you've never been on the PGA tour, you can turn that down. Hell no. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like someone's offering me money to play golf. I don't have to worry about cuts. I don't have to worry because a lot of times when there's cut, if you get cut, you miss the cut. Like your weekend of golf is paid for, but you are losing money because sponsors are going to start pulling out on on you. So it, it be a better golfer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but but I'll say this though: with the whole sponsors thing, 
If they were me, that wouldn't really bother me that much because I feel like that's a very in the moment approach. Like that, the reason they're doing it is because like so many people are coming out and going, "All right, this is not a good thing to do because of the Saudi Arabia and all the, everything going on and and whatnot." But then you know, give it give it a couple years. In the end of the day, you're, the companies are losing money not having some of these players because they're not getting that sponsorship and everything. So and I'm, they'll, they'll they. At the end of the day, money usually ends up running over everything. That, and I can guarantee you that most Fortune 500 CEOs aren't good people. Yeah. So if if it, like we're we're trying to make this about so, and obviously Saudi Arabia has like a lot of human rights violations and stuff like that. I'm not trying to make that okay, but you're you can't convince me that all the CEOs of most of ma- major American corporations don't have some dirt that they've been able to sweep under the rug and that they're outstanding people. What? <laughs> I know this is breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. news. But I mean, I don't know. I I don't. I think it's good to have that co- competition with the with the PGA Tour. And honestly, it's going to work out with the PGA Tour because a lot of the players that stay on the PGA Tour are are going to get what they want, which is more guaranteed money on the front end and larger purses for tournaments. Because you can't tell me the PGA couldn't fork up a little bit more money. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the TV deals that they've got, the sponsorships that they've got. I also think at the end of the day, the PGA Tour is going to come out on top because we can just go to yesterday with the with the, the final pairing, the final grouping for the RBC Canadian Open. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. Rory, you had JT, and you had Tony Finau. And the worst score out of, out of all of them for, for that entire round, entire round was six under. Which is absurd. Yeah. Absolutely insane. I mean, really I didn't good. get to watch a single bit of the entire tournament until the last 15. It was 15 and 18. And that last four holes was awesome. It was awesome. I think uh, right when I started, Rory was at 18. Uh, JT was at 17. And then uh, Tony Finau was at 16. And I think what what ended up happening? So, I know JT ended up, uh, he birdied, what was it, 16? He birdied 16. And Rory bogeyed 16, and so they got to um, – they were both at 17 under going into 17. And then on 17, JT bogeyed. He blew it. He bogeyed bad. It was a bad bogey, too. And then Rory hit one of the best iron shots I've awesome. seen him hit in a long time. Beautiful iron shot. He was so good with his irons yesterday. And uh, he puts it right by the hole, and he puts it for birdie, and he goes up, too. Because Tony's still at 16. He was at 16 the whole way through. And then he makes a beautiful birdie putt on that 18. That was a really good birdie putt from uh, Tony Finau. And uh, and then Rory comes in. He birdies 18 anyway with a great putt, great, another great iron shot. And uh, I think he ended up he ended up winning by two strokes. Yeah. So I, I watched the entire last round, and Rory had a three stroke lead, and he ends up ends up blowing it because JT didn't didn't bogey at all the entire day until until his last two until holes. 17. Yeah. And yeah, and then 18 yeah, until too. the last two holes and then Rory ended up having two two bogeys which put him a tie for tie for the lead with JT. And I thought I, I thought that, that Rory was done like mentally I thought he was going to be done. I thought he was going to choke it away, you know, probably double bogey or or two putt something and JT was going to come out uh, on top. But he ends up hitting, like you said, a beautiful iron shot to come within, I don't know how many feet within the hole. Yeah, he was striking. It was so awesome. So well. And, and the wedges, too. Yeah, the wedges were oh wedges really gosh. good. I tell you what was, what was cool was when he, he was just off the green and he chips in for birdie to kind of to kind of keep, you know, from from falling behind. That was awesome. Roy, Roy played really good uh, yesterday. And I think Tony Finau is also coming back to his, 
good form to where he can, can actually contend for 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 wins instead of miss the cut or putt really bad, miss the cut. So I I'm glad to see Tony Finau back in there. Tony Finau has to be like the most like that He's frustrating. That, that poor guy, like he he will he can have a thirty six and fifty four hole lead with the best of them. And in a major tournament, doesn't matter. But my God, you put him in the lead on that last day, and you're asking for a two over day from that guy. Like, I mean, like he he is such a good golfer on those first two days that he'll put himself in position for any major win. And but you know, it, it was good to see him, uh, you know, in contention again because he has been struggling pretty bad recently. And it's good to see JT still in contention. JT because he came off he he wins the. Uh, God. What was that? That was the um, was that the PGA? The PGA. The PGA. Yeah. He, he wins the PGA and then he misses the cut the next yeah. week. That he just, but I mean, to be fair, he probably had three straight days of just drinking and oh yeah, and knowing JT. I mean, I mean, yeah, like like you know, he's celebrating. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> you just won a major championship. I would have. I would have missed the cut on purpose. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and then he's like, all right, now he's got to go. He's going out on a on probably a two or three day hangover. And I don't even think he played in the next oh, tournament. Did yeah, he? he did. He, he played. Did. He played that Thursday. So he really okay. So he didn't. Or maybe it, it it might have not been the the tournament that weekend. It was the following. Like he he was one of the tournaments right after. it. I think it was the next weekend, and then he missed the cut pretty badly i was surprised he was so close to this one i usually feel like when he has a big win like that he usually kind of staggers for the next couple and then he kind of starts to pick it back up well it was good it it was good to see him win that one that the pga championship just Mm -hmm. because for the pat ever since he won that last major it kind of got to a point where you felt like i don't know if jt's got it in him because you always it was kind of like ricky fowler where we always talked about him going into every weekend and then every weekend like jt's nowhere to be seen near the lead on the weekend or he makes a big run on sunday but it, it's too little too late so i was glad to see him finally get over that that hump and and get that third major he um yeah I, I, he's been playing really well this year this year especially he's been that kind of way where like he's been right there with every single tournament he's playing in. Um, he's in that final round or he's in that top three groups in like the final round and on Sunday uh, usually ends up like a top five, top ten finish. Uh, I think he's going to make a really good run this week this weekend for uh, the U.S. Open. Also, I'm feeling Rory. I think I know Rory just won. I know it's not very likely to have somebody win the weekend before and then come in and win the U.S. Open. But Rory's had a really, really, really good year. Ever since that last round in the Masters, he's been playing super well. So I, I could see him kind of taking that momentum and going towards the U.S. Open. He hasn't won one in a while either. No, it's so. been a while since Rory's won a won a major. If Rory can get past the first two days and just be there, I'm going to go with Rory. I bet Rory and JT win the next two majors. That's my prediction for the rest of the year. I don't know which two. I, Rory might win both. JT might win one. Rory wins one. I don't think but that's going to happen. But I think they're the best two golfers right now. Think, think Rory. I think Rory's going to get one. I definitely think Rory will get one. If you he's it, already got one, so I could see him. If you had, if you said JT Rory or the field, I'm taking the field. You're gonna take the field I'm over JT. Oh, I take JT and Rory all day. No, 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 no. I'm saying like if you if you if you give me a bet and you say JT or Rory or the, rest of the or field, the field yes. I'm taking the field. I see what you're saying. I'm still taking JT. No, 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 no. I mean, I I, I understand why, but I just I feel no, I'm like just saying you're an idiot. <laughs> I feel like in U.S. Opens the in U.S. Opens I, you always have US a wild, Open especially you have a, you always have a wild card yeah. that comes out, and then same thing with the Open Championship because you know St. Andrews is those courses are so yeah. hard to. To un- like the conditions are never favorable. You've got high winds, 
one bad shot into a bunker and you're you you could be looking at a bogey or a double if you if you don't get out of it well so i don't know i mean i, I would I, that's just me person me personally if you said jt and rory win the next two majors it doesn't matter or one of the next two i'm taking the field in both yep if i uh if i had five golfers i had to bet on to win the u.s open this weekend it's for all you. Uh, can you name five golfers? Sports betting fan. Not no, I can't. Not name. It would Rory be Tiger Woods, uh, <laughs> Phil Mickelson, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson. <laughs> it would be no, straight up though. It would be Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Phil Mickelson. Dead serious, Phil Mickelson. He just shot a ten over in the Live Golf Invitational, he sure did. and he's gonna. Yeah, you know why? Because it's, he he missed the cut, and he already, was already at the U.S. Open. But they don't but have cuts. Getting ready. He missed it though. <laughs> they don't even have it. He missed the dang cut. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, he's still playing good. He's Scotty Scheffler's still playing, still playing really well. He didn't play great in the last one. He's yeah, still he, he, good. Play, he played. He played okay over the weekend. He didn't play great this weekend, but okay. he's, he, I mean, he's, he was in the lead at one won, point. He's won, wasn't what he? four tournaments this year? Probably, probably on Thursday. But I mean, he's probably still partying after winning the Masters. If I got a green jacket, my first green jacket, I'm partying for six months straight. Yeah, you're right. Nothing but drinking. So who's your fifth? Because I have a wild, I've got a wild card that I feel like I've had a tough time with. So here's here's a guy that I feel like, and and if you've been watching golf, I feel like this guy has been on the fringe. Was my fifth. Cam Smith is Cameron Smith. So Cameron's yeah, Cameron Cameron Smith. He's been playing great. He has been playing great all year, and he's been on the fringe of like every tournament. And I feel like eventually he's true. He's it's kind of like Hideki. Well, he won one. Uh, Cam Smith. He won a tournament like a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, but but it was, and then at the Masters, he was in second for a lot of a lot of the time. He was in contention at the PGA Championship. He's been he's been. In he blew it. He blew it. The PGA. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blew it. I mean, it. But, but I feel like you have to have a couple of those. And he did the same thing last year at the Masters, mm-hmm. where he was like right there in contention for for a win and 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 just choked it away. Give me Cam Smith. I, I like Cam Smith. I think he could win. That's a good pick. I mean, I like that. I think that's a like great that, pick. That's a, I, that's, I a, that's, a dark, that's like a, a dark horse, I guess. It's not uh, really a dark horse. It's not really it's not a dark, but but I like, like that somebody, pick. But somebody that like has been around and, and playing well recently, yeah, he's playing really well. And Zalatoris too, he's been playing pretty well. Will Zalatoris played been playing great. He hasn't been as in, in as many contentions as Cam Smith, but he's still like Masters. He was pretty far. I mean, up he was in a playoff for with JT yeah, he was in a playoff PGA with Championship. So he's been playing good since like last year, like since he came into the uh, tour. I mean, it's it all started with him being in the lead for after fifty was it fifty four holes that he was in the lead at the Masters. Yeah, and and then it was it was kind of like who the heck is this. Mm-hmm. Will's Zalatoris guy, but then he he has he's played well. Yeah, so. and then he cut his hair and he kind of sucked for a little bit, and then he picked it back up. Just like yeah, Sam I Smith. mean, I just I, I feel like I feel like Cam Smith is 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 due soon. I've, <laughs> I, I bet I bet I bet you were thinking nobody would catch that. <laughs> I was I was hoping nobody would. Lando gave me the look. Yeah, see, since Will Zalatoris is the Samson of the PGA Tour, and uh, he had the long hair, he cut it, he got weak for a little bit, and now he's strong again. Okay. All right, Mister Mister Bible over there. <laughs> so, yeah, who's the, who's the Jonah of the tour? Who's getting eaten by a whale? Eaten by Patrick a whale. Reed. Pa- whale. Patrick. Oh, Reed. hopefully Patrick Reed. He's he's gone. He's on the live honestly, tour now. Honestly, <laughs> Phil, I feel like Phil's getting the most hate from this whole live tour thing. I feel like he gets more hate than the actual live tour itself. But but I think the reason for that is because he's the only. He was like the most likable guy on tour like five years ago, and then. Like I feel like even even a couple years ago was it two last year or two years ago when he won the uh, PGA Championship, 
It was last, last year. year. And 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 it was like it came out of nowhere where he, I mean he had just kind of been sucking and everyone was like, oh, and everyone pulled for him. But he had the whole betting or uh no insider trading scandal a, a few years back where he would put a ton of money in energy. And at that point, I think a lot of people were like, wait a second, maybe Phil Phil's Phil sneaky. Phil Phil's one of those slimy dads, and then you know, you come out and you're wearing the leather jacket with the black shirt and the black jeans and the slick back hair and the, the scruffy beard. The scruffy beard. I mean, you're kind of asking for it at that point because you went from being like everyone's favorite, love, most lovable golfer to, you know, you look like most of the deadbeat stepdads in in, in, in suburban America. You know, I actually did see one thing about the live tournament, and it was uh, that guy getting hit in the head with the ball. That's the only thing I saw. You got hit in the head with a ball. Some 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 fan just got hit. Yeah, no. that's the only thing guy, I saw. All the time. You know, yeah, cancel it. Four right. <laughs> got hit in the back of the head. Quotation marks. I, I think he. I think he. I think he uh, was an ambulance chaser on that one, but he flopped. I think. Yeah. He flopped. Is that was that what the what the big talk that's was about? That's the consensus. He flopped yeah, on he one. Was a flopper. Oh, interesting. I've never seen a flop hit in the head golfer. No, it was a fan. Or, or fan, yeah, fan, yeah, fan hit in the head by a golf ball. All right, so uh, let's see. I guess we could just go to straight to pour one out, huh? Yeah, we ought to get into it. Matt, let's start with you, man. Who are you pouring one out for? I'm pour- pouring one out for Dirty Mike and the Rebs because they're going to Omaha. Uh, Mike Bianco, who has, like I said earlier, he was getting a lot of pressure this year, probably going to get fired uh, if they didn't make it to Omaha. And he's been – so to give a little context, he's been – the head baseball coach at Ole Miss. This is his 23rd year. And in those 23 years, he's been to, this was his ninth Super Regional, and this is only the second time that he's going to Omaha. So there was a lot of Ole Miss fans that were like, oh, we've been to eight Super Regionals, but we've only been to Omaha once. Like, we need to get rid of this guy. But it, it and also within those Super Regionals, they lost to the national, championship, national champion twice and a national runner-up once so I mean it wasn't like they were losing a bunch of slouches uh, but there was anyways there was a lot of pressure for him to get to Omaha it's really hard to get to Omaha so I was really excited for him to get there uh, and and the Rebs are going so I'm uh, you know good 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 for them uh, Tim Elko has got to be my favorite player in college baseball the stash is beautiful uh, he looks like a pedophile but he's actually a great human being so uh Baseball sashes are back. You know, you know, Matt. I haven't really put two and two together, but wait, wait, Mike Elko, wait, Tim, no. Tim Elko. Who's the head? What's the head coach's name? Mike Bianco. Bianco. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, forget I just said that. All right. Cool. I was thinking Mike Elko was the head coach. I'm pretty sure he was the defensive coordinator for Texas A&M. And You're correct. Yeah. 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 Never mind. And take that back. Well, and and Bianco got a lot of hate this year too because in this past off season, he played at LSU for Skip Bertman and openly interviewed for the LSU baseball job this past year when it came open. So there was a lot of people that were pissed off, like, you can't do that. You can't interview for another job within the conference. And not just within the conference, within the division. Like, you openly interviewed for it. It was a job that you wanted. But from a AD standpoint, like, what are you supposed to say? Like, no, if you go interview for that job, you're fired, even though you revitalized Ole Miss baseball, took us to the first College World Series that we've been to since 1972, back in 2014, and you've had us relevant every year since you've been here as the head coach, and we've been to the postseason more in your tenure than any other time in Ole Miss history. I, 
like you, you say, yeah, sure. If you want to go interview for your alma mater, go interview, and you assume that he's going to get it, and that's a clean break. But anyways, I'm cutting off the Browns because uh, the Browns have gotten themselves in some uh, in some live audience doesn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> live audience is not not feeling it. But our our boy Deshaun Watson has found himself in some uh, new legal trouble, and uh, in quotations, allegedly. He has uh, more massage therapists that have come out. And then but, since but then, there's been a video right? of Mia Khalifa dunking a basketball on his face yeah. while wearing a maid outfit. <laughs> and, I mean, this man is like diabolically asking for What's something. What's going on? Well, I mean, <laughs> sounds like a G to me. <laughs> My I mean, personal opinion is he's he's never going to play a snap in the NFL ever again because <laughs> You now know the Texans are a defendant in in the case now because yeah that money the, the hotels the Texans were also in. the Texans were involved right. this is organized live audience is not happy second of all they made them all sign like non disclosure agreements the Texans oh, oh, the Texans are doing I, the, te- I the Texans agree are with that. no I I am with you the Texans are just as guilty can we, this man is guilty can we cancel hey. the Houston or the Houston Texans please yeah. uh, I actually hate them as a brand. I I also do because they're in the division with the Jags and then they went ahead and, and were compliant in the trade talks it, there's like 20 plus teams that talk about trading for this guy and they and they didn't mention anything about like the Browns are gonna somehow get out of that the, the, but the best part about this is that it's the Browns. And this is such a Browns thing to have happen. Such a Browns like, thing. Like, you name one franchise. And yeah, they still got Baker Mayfield. <laughs> but but, but if, I'm Baker, if I'm Baker Mayfield. He's still on the roster. But if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm like. I, I sent that meme, and it was like, oh, that like where they, they're they like, hey, you still up? And it's like, yeah. Uh, good luck, though. Because <laughs> the Browns mutually agreed that, that he can miss uh, uh, mandatory OTAs. Yeah. And, oh, it was the one that. Um, and. What was it? I know which one you're. It playing. was a, It was. It a, was like. It was like the. Hey, this is your manager. It was, it's like. Oh, cool. And it's like. Hey, we really need somebody saying, to come it, in and, and take your shift. He goes. Oh, dang. Good was, luck, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Hey, we're really slammed at work, and we're and and so and so called in, and it was like, oh man, hate to hear that, but good luck. Yeah, good luck, though. <laughs> so so that that's gonna be Baker Mayfield because he just like Matt Ryan wasn't gonna play for the Falcons after that trade talk. Baker Mayfield's not playing for the Browns after that. They they have. They've pretty much publicly said, like, yeah, we we don't want you. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Now, uh, baby, come back. <laughs> and ba- Baker's like, nah, just go ahead and release me. Let me go to Seattle. Let me have a competition They got, they got out there. Jacoby Brissett. Worst case scenario. Jacoby Brissett is, could, hey, hey, they, could be a worse quarterback. Uh, Sorry for you. Uh, uh, you know. Back to work because he is Stroud. But, but uh, you know. God help us if Bri- if Bryce Young gets drafted by the Browns, I'll pray for his soul every night. Career's over. The live the live audience. We have doesn't a live, like Bryce Bryce live audience. That is hilarious. <laughs> he says Bryce Young can't throw the ball. Good God! All right, and moving on. Anyways, Lando, <laughs> we're about to have a we're about to have a fight here. Yeah, so we got, we have a fist fight brewing. <laughs> we have a new Step Brothers picture right, that needs so to be made. I am pouring one out for Daniel Suarez, who won the Cup Series race yesterday at Sonoma. Uh. For those who don't watch NASCAR, Daniel Suarez won the Xfinity Series championship a couple years ago. Then he was thrown into the 19 car at Joe Gibbs because Carl Edwards retired. Yep, yep. And basically got the short end of the stick because it was what? Christopher Bell was coming up? So Christopher Bell was coming up. And 
Martin Truex was his furniture right. row contract was, in, was over. The, yeah. So they put Martin Truex in the 19, and then they gave Eric Jones the boot out of the 20 for Christopher right. Bell. Right. So Suarez ends up going to Stuart Haas Racing, doesn't do too hot, then gets booted for Cole Custer. Yeah. And basically, he, basically his career has been just basically horrible since he won that Xfinity Series championship. Now he's with a team, Trackhouse Racing, who's been really good all year, winning races with Ross Chastain, who likes to wreck people and make people mad, like Chase Elliott and Danny Hamlin. Yeah. But good for Daniel Suarez for yesterday, finally getting that win, his first win of his career, making the NASCAR playoffs, and uh, going through all that struggle just to finally win a race in the Cup Series. So good for Daniel Suarez. And uh, let's see, cutting, cutting off. I don't know. I don't have anybody to cut off, so I'm just going to throw it straight to Wit. Well, nice, man. Well, hey, we're not a hockey podcast. We don't really talk about hockey very much. We have some hockey fans. We try. We try, we try here and there. We don't know our hockey very well. Uh, we're, we're Southern boys. We're Southern boys. But uh, I'm going to pour one out sport. for the Tampa Bay Lightning because they have not lost a playoff series in three years. Three years. They've won two straight Stanley Cup playoffs, and they just clinched the Eastern Conference on Saturday. It was Saturday night to go back to the Stanley Cup, and they start that tonight against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And honestly, the Avalanche have been the best team the entire season. I, like I said, I don't watch hockey, but I at least pay attention to scores and standings and whatnot. And um, and Tampa Bay, I mean, Tampa Bay was a three seed coming in on the eastern side, and I think they have a really, really good chance to win. I actually, you know, I think they're going to. Um, they start the series in Colorado tonight. They go to Tampa Bay um, after game two, of course. Um, it, it'll be tough, but I I think Tampa Bay is going to win again. It's going to be what just happened. Dansby just hit on an RBI single. Uh, that one's now three to nothing Braves. Oh, nice. Moving to 12. <laughs> Heading to 12. And uh, so I'm pouring one out for them. And Tampa Bay fans also for the Lightning are awesome. They're awesome. I know a lot of people that live in Tampa Bay. And so I see their Snapchats and stuff all the time. Man, it, it looks like a really fun time being a Lightning fan. But honestly, when you win every playoff series for three years straight, it makes it hard not to be have a lot Go of fun. So. Uh, and I will be cutting off... Senior Frogs at Panama City Beach. And uh, this is a personal one. has nothing to do with sports. Uh, maybe a little bit. We were watching sports, I guess. But listen here. So Senior Frogs, for those that don't know, it's a little Mexican place, kind of Tex-Mexy, kind of, you know, they got some margaritas, good margaritas, We're 18-year-olds good drink in the Bahamas. Pretty it? much, yeah, in, in the Bahamas, 15-year-olds sure. in the sure, Bahamas. But, but, but I'll Panama be in, City, I'll, it's for adults. I'll be going to Senor Frogs in Nassau oh, next weekend. Hey, so. drinks are great. Drinks are great. The yard. You got to get a yard. Long Island Ice. I'm going to warn phenomenal. you, though. I'm going to warn you right now. They have a deal. It's buy one, get one free of those big, you know, those big drinks. The yard drinks. Is that what they're called? The yard yeah, drinks? It's called a yard. It's buy one, get one free. So, of course, me and my mom both went to get a margarita. I went to the beach with my family for the first time in like six years. It was awesome. We had a good time. What'd your dad drink? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> he drank a lot. My dad, every every four hours throughout every day, he was at, there was a tiki bar across the street, and he went across, it had at least three double, what were they, vodka grapefruits. Jesus. Oh, that, he drinks it. vodka this grapefruits. This living the salty That's dog special. life. He, he is a monster. That was, that was a special juice. It's a greyhound, yeah. It, it, it's called a greyhound. It is a... That that man that man was drunk the entire weekend. Th- there's only one way to go to the beach as a as a father though, and then and, like and, and it's is, this is a family co- this is a family podcast. But he was. <laughs> <based>. <laughs> yeah. 
No, he has no idea where we were. <laughs> he just yeah, came home with he, a bad and summer. And the worst part is, there's a barbecue restaurant that was across the street that oh. had a tiki bar. He just went across over there. He made friends. We and he he invited us to go over there. So he would go every three hours. And usually the second time he went a day, me and Ben would go with him and get and he'd buy us two drinks. And uh, I got some good margaritas over there too. And they had some really good cornbread. But. <laughs> Back to the story, back to the story. So senior frogs. So of course we're getting the yard drinks. Uh, I was like, I want a margarita Patron, get some good liquor in there. My mom was like, I'm gonna do the same thing. So I was like, all right, buy one, get one free. You know, it's the beach, you know, they're, they're bigger drinks, probably about, you know, 15 bucks, maybe 20 bucks. Right. That's probably what you're thinking for like a really good drink at the beach. So we get the bill back. It's buy one, get one free for $40. <laughs> $40. And my dad was like, y'all are freaking idiots for going for the buy one, get one free. He was like, my drink was 12 bucks. And granted, spoiled. they're supposed to be three drinks. It's Have you seen them before? Yeah. They're really like yeah. one. So <laughs> so what they do, and, I, and and you can get like whatever it is that's a step below a yard, and you get just as much alcohol because the cup that they give it to you in, it's, it's tall, but it's like super skinny. So it like starts it's not off. not even that tall. Like it's tall, but it's like. Like. The uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It would be like getting a pitcher without the middle of the pitcher. Yeah, yeah. It's just the top it, and the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So they give you the top, and it's really wide, and the bottom's really wide, yeah. but the whole middle is, like, super skinny. So I, I want to say that someone told me that if you get a large, you could pour a large in the yard cup, and it's only, like, you're missing, like, a couple of ounces. Yeah. But it's, like, an extra... Ten or twelve dollars for because you you and they, you take home the cup. It's like a souvenir cup. Wait, you get to take home the cup. So yeah, is it worth the forty? It was no. not worth the forty dollars. <laughs> not at all. I mean, we we sucked down the drinks. It was. I think it was maybe a drink and a half compared to like what the the drinks that were that big that my dad was getting. The six of them he had at the bar. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's it's so the deal was it was supposed to be buy one get one free, but the deal was actually buy one for thirty dollars. Buy two for forty dollars. So, and and I mean that makes it a little bit better, no. I guess. <laughs> forty look forty dollars no, for 40. buy one get one free for those big freaking things. I mean, in the end, it ended up being twenty bucks a piece. But you know, don't do a buy one get one free deal and then put ten dollars on the second drink. I don't know. I was I was pretty pissed off. So I, I'm going to cut them off. Senior frogs, and uh, I will not be going back there. The fajitas also suck. Don't get the fajitas. Oh, yeah. No, their food's not good. The, uh, it food is miserable. Literally the only reason. Uh, uh, they do have a salmon. They have a really good salmon. Get the salmon. Uh, with the, with, the, with the steamed really broccoli? Is that, is that what I'm going It was more? a, uh, what was it, like a hickory hickory smoked salmon, something like that? Look, but if you're going to. Cedar. It was a cedar. If you're going to Senior frogs, there there's really only two reasons to go, and Key's already said it. You're under 21, and you're in the Bahamas, and your parents are like, oh, yeah, you want to go through the little shot line? Go ahead. And they squeeze basically like Kool-Aid with like 1% alcohol down. The Bahamas one sounds a lot better than the Panama City one. Oh, the one in the Bahamas? The Panama City, they put little signs. They put little signs behind your seat that say stuff like, I told my wife I'm in a meeting. <laughs> no, no, no. And then they, they have they, like little dance parties inside. Okay. And they're like, oh, let's all sing SpongeBob. So the, one, so the one in the Bahamas, they have these like plastic bottles of... Um, it's like a ketchup bottle. It, it's like a ketchup bottle, but it's full of some form of alcohol mixed with red juice. So it looks like Kool-Aid and they like they're like, "Hey, we want all y'all to get up." And then all the like sub 18-year-olds get get up and they're cuz in the Bahamas it's taller than the bar to drink, so you're going through and they're like squeezing the sugar alcohol down your down your throat. But then 
you're it's it's this weird it's literally just like a, a a shack that's on the water in the in Nassau. And, and the only way to get there is to go buy all the straw market all stuff. The straw market. Where they're like, hey, come buy a $10 Rolex. It's going to not work by the time that you get home. <laughs> and You get through all the swindles and you finally get to the shack. You finally <laughs> get to the shack that is Senor Frogs. And the, the, the only good part about Senor Frogs is that the people there are also like, because you're on like a cruise or some sort of vacation, everyone there is drunk. So you can have a really good time because pe- like the older folks are like, oh, look at you. You're having a good time. Let me buy you a shot. What do you want to do a shot of? And everybody's got like five hours to do it. So they're cramming it in. Yeah. So, get I mean, back it, on the boat. It, it's speed drinking. <laughs> can and, you not drink on the boat? Well, you can. No, no, if, you if you're get, under, you if you're free alcohol on the boat, if you're under 21, no, because it, oh, oh, it's an American oh, ship. Oh, this is where everybody on the boat gets it. off and they get their drinks. In. Okay. And, that explains how he knows about and it. And yep. so you're speed, you're speed drinking when you're in this situation. And let's be real. When you're 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, speed drinking is not, it's, you, it's not your, your forte yet. You don't know how to do it and pace yourself. Most people. Mo- that's what I'm saying. Like most 16 year olds aren't. I saw gonna- some 15 year olds putting down some hardcore liquor. I mean, I'm just I'm- <laughs> that senior for our- all. I all I know all I know is that we had to carry one of the guys that was with us back because he had two yard Long Island iced teas in like 30 minutes, and we were like, and next thing we know, he's sitting there seeing freaking elmo sitting next to him we're like jesus christ Brandon. is that the is that the go-to drink at senior frogs the it, long island iced tea because they tried to sell us oh they, they, well if you're gonna get a yard you have to go with the long island iced tea because it's the mm-hmm. only one that's worth 20 bucks because they're putting nothing but liquor in it interesting makes sense it's lovely and yeah, much better than a patron enough. margarita yeah if you get a patron <laughs> okay well you're also going for the top the drink, sh- you're the going for the good, top though. shelf tequila well, the drink you- was good the drink was good i'll give them that it was just the fact that it was buy one get one free and then it was 40 dollars on the on the tab i also think i got a cheeseburger when i went to the senior frogs and Nassau. honestly the like, cheeseburger was probably was pretty than <laughs> i mean it, it, so i mean a cheeseburger when you're you're a couple uh yard drinks deep is is delightful so yeah but anyways sorry didn't mean to, to hack it no I, i'm glad somebody jumped on the store i didn't know anybody else has had the experience I, of senior I, I love senior like so <laughs> so all of my experiences as senior frogs are from under the age of 21 and in foreign countries so i was in Nassau, bahamas and then Center. And then, yeah, very much so, in uh, Cozumel, Mexico, and I, yeah. I saw, I did see they had a list of uh, all the senior frogs around the world, and there's not very many in the U.S. There's like one in the U.S. It's well, like Cancun, Bahamas. Uh, yeah, I wasn't the only one in the U.S. Yeah, I, it sucked. Well, it's because if you think about what senior frogs is and what they do, their whole market is people that don't right. get to drink very drinking. Often. Like correct. Like, so so it's a lot easier to put one in Mexico where they're like, Hey, you're taller than the bar, you're allowed to drink yep. here. Yep. And they and that kid is gonna be like, I'll pay four hundred dollars for one single beer. <laughs> four hundred dollars. Was that you? <laughs> that was mad. <laughs> this, this is obviously an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Are you gonna let your kids drink when you're there? As in 
No. <laughs> your kids are like what? Four and three? Uh, my kids are, are two and not a year old yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, In the Bahamas, it's legal. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, pretty much. It's like, as soon oh. As they get taller than that bar. So just, so just a Long Island iced tea then. Just one single Long Island iced tea is <laughs> just a, a yard, Just a yard drink. They'll be yes, fine. It, only one yard drink. That's it. That's They're, they're cut off. Fine. Well, we have a special guest today, uh, our good friend. Nathan Kissler, and uh, he wants to give his poor one out, cut them off. Nathan, what do you got for us? You don't get my mic. Thank you, Lando. You're welcome. I appreciate the invite, fellas. I, um, you know, thinking about a poor one out, I was just thinking, you know, hey, Clay Helton's doing some fantastic things with Georgia Southern football. Absolutely. I think he's bringing some hype back to Statesboro, so people are getting really excited. Uh, you know, things seem to click all around the same time, and we got regional Hosting a regional in baseball didn't really end the way we thought it was going to, but you know they ended out the season on a good run. And uh, just seeing the way that Clay Helton's going to run that offense and bring in the RPO system and their vertical system was is going to be nasty if it's anything like what his brother was running out there at Western Kentucky. So uh, you know, pour one out for Clay Helton. And when it comes to cutting them off, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo, I see that you have now have the greatest recruiting class of all time at Texas A&M, the Colt, and it's in its own. And you see that, you know, Lane Kiffin's out there throwing some shade early on. Doesn't really get much coverage. As soon as Lane, or not Lane Kiffin, but uh, as soon as Nick Saban comes out and says anything against old Jimbo, the old predecessor, you're just you're just the, the devil himself. And to see that Texas A&M has asked the league officials to come back out and say, we want him either fined or suspended, I think you're, quite frankly, you're just ridiculous. And this is more of a pass, pass it back to you all because I want to see y'all's takes on this whole Jimbo and Lane and how much time you got. Because, quite frankly, no, I, I saw the same. You said 45 minutes to our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, but if you think about it, I, I thought the same thing. Like, the first coach that said anything about Jimbo in this recruiting class was Lane Kiffin. And he, but, but him, Kiffin and Saban initially, they never specifically came out and said Texas A&M. But if you looked at Lane Kiffin on signing day, he was like, I hope all these kids get what they were promised. And Nick Saban said something along the same lines. I hope all the, because there's no contracts in NIL. It's just, we will give you X amount of dollars if you come and play here, but there's no contract. And But Kiffin also wasn't just talking about A&M. He was also talking about Kentucky because there's been a lot of rumblings that Kentucky was doing the same thing, and a lot of these basketball boosters were throwing some money to Mark Stoop saying, hey, we like winning at football too. This is fun. So when Saban came out and said this, Saban never said they did anything illegal. He never said that. He never said what A&M did was against the rules. He just said, and he was talking to a group of people who have a lot of money, who he's trying to get to donate money to the collective at Alabama so they can do the exact same thing. He's saying, this is what A&M did. A&M have formed a collective. A&M bought their players. You can't tell me that Texas A&M and all of Jimbo Fisher's time has had three in four years, three five-stars in four years that they've recruited there. And then in one year, they got seven. And there's nothing fishy at that. It's just, they just see the vision of A&M, and they, 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 they believe in good old boy Jimbo. Like, bullshit, stop the shtick, Jimbo. It's, it's BS. 
A and M is it, it, they, they it, it it there's nothing wrong with it. You're 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 doing what you can within the rules. It's fine, but don't act like you didn't do it. We have a special guest in the audience who would really like to say something. Um, my name's Ian, and I'm also pretty sure a thing came out where a Texas A and M recruit was coming in, and his parents told him you were going to the team that gives you the most NIL deal, and he went up going to Texas A and M, and that was I'm pretty sure something that was said and talked about. And then Jimbo Fisher is still saying everything he says. Exactly. And, and that's my problem because these stories are coming out. Left and right. expert, uh, Ian. But, but, but these stories are coming out. There are kids who have come out and said, and their parents have said, like, go who, to whoever gives you the most opportunity, and opportunity being NIL at this point in this day and age. And it's fine. Like, when we've had our NIL conversations before, I, this was my one concern is what's going to be the limitation of and and you're only going to let the rich richer the rich are just going to get richer on this texas a&m is using it to their benefit and they should but don't act like you're not doing like like don't act like anybody's attacking you for doing something wrong they're just saying hey this is what they're doing we need to do the same thing to stay on on, and on board we have another comment from the audience (laughs) what is this jerry springer (laughs) i saw a satire you know little comedic joke the other day on twitter and it was talking about the perspective of nick saban and you go in there and you are recruiting this kid and you're in his house and you say hey we've won six national championships in that x amount of years and you know we produced this this many first round picks because you're going to go in here and you're going to practice with the best of the best for four years and all those alabama spiels and that kid says F- all of that. What can you pay me? At some point, you got to understand you're going to be a little frustrated if you're Nick Saban. Well, that and and coupled with that, that's a great point. But coupled with that is you're no longer going to be in control as the coach because now you have people. If if Billy Bob Jackson who owns a big dealership in, in Tuscaloosa comes down and throws a million dollars at you. Does he sell Fords or Chevys? Fords. Billy Bob, Billy Bob Jackson like Ford <laughs> in Tuscaloosa, you know. Uh, <laughs> 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 that was a great question, Lando. <laughs> really? But, very, very relevant. <laughs> very relevant. But is it, So Ford selling Billy Bob Jackson says, here's a million dollars, and I, and, and, you know, I'm giving it to this kid specifically. And now that kid comes on campus and he's not starting. And it's five games in. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm not seeing the return on my investment. I put a million dollars for you to get that kid. Why is he not starting? Why why is he sitting on the bench? Well, he's not doing the you know, and and Saban does the the Saban thing. He's not he's not coming into practice and doing the right things. We have a set of stand. Well, I'm just not going to give you money next time for any players. And now we're losing that kid in the transfer portal where he'll go to Texas or Georgia or Florida or Florida State, wherever they come up with his money, whatever school it is, USC, whoever. We lose that kid now. And then he and this guy just wasted a million dollars on on an, on a kid who is not even playing for his school. And now you've got an issue with the booster club because now they want to say so and and who's getting hired and or who's playing and all that and coaches lose control over their teams. Look, I'm going to be honest. I've, you know, I've been reading into it a little bit and who really knows 
if Jimbo is paying these players or not. I mean, the guy recruits really well. He's recruited, obviously, you know, he's gotten three five stars in the last couple in, of years. In Who's four years, he just gets four of the top ten players Se- in this seven. class without seven. paying anybody. Seven right five stars in one stars. year. I think it's just coincidence. Naturally, be completely not. Yeah, it's yeah. Complete coincidence. Yeah, Jimbo definitely. Fisher, that man doesn't sleep. <laughs> he, he wakes up at one a.m., goes to bed at twelve thirty a.m. Doesn't sleep at all. All he does is recruit, wakes up, recruits, sleeps. He recruits in his sleep, literally. Um, dude's an absolute animal. So I, all credit to him. I think they're going to have a really good season. Um, luckily, they, they'll probably beat the crap out of Alabama. I mean, they beat Alabama last year with Zach Calzada. So surely they could do it with Max Johnson, right? But uh, either way, Keys, how about you, man? What's your poor run out? All right, we already talked about it today. My poor went out for Los Bravos. Okay, 11-game win streak. We're working on 12 right now. We're five nothing. Five nothing. Yeah, Marcelo Zuna just hit a home run. So we're, Two run bomb. We're, we're doing pretty mm-hmm. good. Shout out to the uh, right as I say, we should cut him. Right as oh. you said, I was. I <laughs> and and then Duvall, as we're talking, that one's deep. That there one's out of here. Duvall, another home run. See you, ball. And Duvall to right, left, center. Left. I think maybe I don't know. I can't left, see the TV. Left, left center. <laughs> deep left. But I was close. Go Braves! All right, yep. I'm really excited about this. Uh, Jimbo eats. We're not going to read that, Nathan. <laughs> 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 Why'd you even pay attention to that? <laughs> Nathan had a message above us. Hey, we're not going to read the rest of that one. All right. I'm going to cut off Steph Curry's parents for the drama they're causing at the uh, God, straight to the, the parents. Right now. Dude, have you seen this? No. Okay. So Steph Curry's parents got a divorce last year, right? What? I didn't even know that. Yeah, they got divorced last year, and now they kind of did a little uh, spouse swap situation. Yeah, that somebody figured it out that because they they came to the game with their new significant others, and it turns out they are dating another couple who recently got divorced. Both of them are dating the opposites. Seems completely normal. <laughs> it's kind of just it's kind of weird. Like if it Jimbo makes you can recruit in that situation, if Jimbo Fisher can recruit four of the top ten recruits with it in. Coincidentally, the same year the NIL deals start, the Currys can date another couple. Yeah, but but uh, it, pineapple version. I I, yeah. <laughs> I I I I personally think that in August we're gonna get NBA wife swap. That's what's that's what's coming. It's kind of it, it, reality it TV. How, gotta like, be. how did that happen? How did these like two this this random couple all of a sudden now like they're the opposites are dating? The Curries. They probably had a just a swing in a little bit, of, a little bit of swinging going on. Maybe I don't know. But uh, we got uh, Ian. Ian, you want to come back in here? You want to do your pour one out, cut one off? We already got your take earlier, so we'll get we'll get another one from you here. Um, like I said, my name's Ian. Uh, if you ever saw anything on the page about Hi, recruiting, Ian. it was me <laughs> being annoying. Um, you know, I think my pour out winner will probably be uh, you know, I'm a big recruiting guy. I would say Georgia football right now. And I think it's because now hear me out is because, you know, people are such huge sticklers with Georgia in alternate uniforms and we've never had a great, great idea with it. But recently we've had some like, yeah, the blackout fire, idea. <laughs> fire outfits. Like we just released some outfits for recruits to wear that are all white. And I thought those were like the best they could look. And then I saw a recruit post on his photo or on his page that was the white helmet with the all black. And that looked way better than the all white that I was like, that needs to come out in the Oregon game. Like if Oregon's going to come out like, you know, oh, like, look how good our uniforms look. If we walked out like that, no one would talk about Oregon whatsoever. And I think that would be really good. Um, if I'm going to pour out one for a loser of the week, cut one off. Cut one off. If I'm going to cut one off, <laughs> sorry, I'm new to this. I'm going to cut one off with 
Texas A&M because they just had a thing come out where they are saying that the SEC needs to put repercussions on Nick Saban for the Agreed. comments he said, completely. which I think are completely... It's like it's like child. They're hey, being like children. I think Nick Saban needs to get fired over what he yeah said yeah yeah fired about Texas A and M. Doesn't like Nick Saban. No no. I, I, Nick Saban's a great guy. Like my uncle Jay teaches him how to play golf every <laughs> single week. I've heard great things about him. My cousin played golf. Chad Barfield played golf with Nick Saban last week at Alabama Golf Camp. I was I forgot I was going to tell you that too. Shout out to pour one out for Chad Barfield also. But shout out to Chad Barfield. What a guy. Absolutely. That, that is I, I, I could have gone too, but I had to work. You. The, <laughs> either way, Nick Saban. The, the, look, you can't go in and any other job. Brent Venables would never. Oh, we got a the crowd is getting a little rampant. <laughs> I think he's had one too many beers. <laughs> the yes, too. Either way, look, <laughs> any other job, you cannot talk the crap that Nick Saban was talking about a coworker and expect to keep your job. Look, it, 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 at my company, if I talked crap about one of the fellow sales reps that I work with, I would be fired immediately. It doesn't matter what I'm saying about. If I if I'm saying, you know, this guy's getting his, he's 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 not doing things right. He's he's, you know, milking the books, doing stuff like that, I'd be fired immediately. You can't do that. You can't do it. Nick Saban should be fired, banned for life. Um, I don't want to say killed, but maybe <laughs> let's uh, let's let him and him and Miss Debbie fly off into the Terry. Street. It's Miss Terry. Just first of all, I, put him, some damn him, respect him, on him, her him name. Miss Terry and all his little Debbies <laughs> fly off into the sunset and live on the lake for the rest of their life. Hashtag canceled Nick Saban. Well, that is it for today's show. If you've been enjoying our episodes this season, please drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. And if you would like to help support future episodes, please click the support link in the description of this episode, or you can check out our merch store at aroundthekeg.com for some cool ATK gear. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at aroundthekeg and on Twitter at aroundthekegpod. Send us any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss on the show, and we'll be happy to include as much as we can. Have a great week. See y'all.